Welcome back to This Week in Modern. I am Mean Mono Green of Lanoir, and we have some incredibly exciting modern action to take a look at from the week. But before we do, I'd just like to let you know that this, previous, and all future episodes of This Week in Modern will be available in podcast form. While he may not be the greatest of editors, Mana Symbol definitely puts in the hours getting this show on the map. We'll be touching on the prelims that took place over the week, the weekend's challenges, and a few exciting mentions from the 5-0 deck dumps. And finally, following up on the trophy tussle. Previously, the modern metagame had a few clearly identifiable top dogs, starting with the gruesome twosome of Cascade, Living End, and Teamer Rhinos. However, they had found their foil in the form of Wafo Tapa's blue-white control deck. A few other plucky modern decks managed to pop up into the tippy top of the meta, including Blue-Red Murktide, the Grixis Luris Death Shadow with Dressdown, Four Color Elementals, and Hammer Time. The modern preliminaries of the week showed, as usual, a split of people being successful with some of the decks that did well in the challenges over the weekend, and some trying to solve it. The most successful deck of Monday's challenge was Spiderspace rocking a 4-0 undefeated record with the indomitable reanimator build that he tried in the challenge over the weekend. This deck combines the powerful reanimation elements printed into Modern Horizons 2, Archon of Cruelty, Unmarked Grave, and Persist, and combines that with an indomitable creativity deck using the Dwarven Mine mana base and hard evidence. The other 4-0 was by the Crab Gang Blue Black Mill, which has repeatedly put up reasonable prelim results yet somehow not made significant splashes in the challenges. Rare, however, is the competitive deck that doesn't contain a Kozilek or Emrakul in the sideboard as a mark of respect to this blue-black menace. On Tuesday, Japanese streamer Triosk managed the only 4-0 with a tiny tweak on the Wafo Tapa blue-white list. This list is a relative newcomer to the meta, which has somehow managed to find a spot between the insane value and brutality of some of the other lists with the three ones of this prelim showing most of the established tier one decks and a Niv-Mizzet Reborn list. Wednesday's prelim had a 4-0 from Blue-Red Murktide, but also a 4-0 from a Jund White mid-range list. But this most certainly isn't your Boomer Jund list with no copies of Bloodbraid Elf, and its Planeswalker suite includes two copies of Grist, the Hunger Tide. This is a true Jund White list too, with access to the Saga and Construct hosing Crime and Punishment in the sideboard. Thursday's prelim had another deck pulling a wild result, Red Green Tron. This version was playing three main deck Kozilek's Return, a powerful red instant featuring the Devoid mechanic, and the ability to deal five damage to all creatures if triggered from the graveyard. This can be triggered by either the standard two copies of Ulamog or by three copies of the recently absent Eldrazi Worldbreaker. Worldbreaker has a number of useful functions and can take down an Urza's Saga. The Friday prelim had slightly less noteworthy decks with Wurza Master Contra Ego taking it down 4-0. However, there was also a 3-1 from a wonderful construction from Bullwinkle that we'll talk about in the Saturday challenge. With 129 players, the Saturday challenges continue to fire off with eight rounds of exciting modern action. And diversity abounds with only five decks showing up with more than one copy in the top 32. Blue Black Mill, 
Grixis Luris, Living End, Hammer Time, and Teamer DRC Saga. As I alluded to earlier, Bullwinkle6705 took down the whole thing with an incredible creation based on a new budding relationship that's been spotted in the 5-0s over the last couple of weeks. The Sagavan Core, Ragavan, Dragon's Rage Channeler, Mishra's Bobble, Lightning Bolt, and Unholy Heat. The first such deck that I saw in this mold was produced by Connorman11 and was in the Jeskai colors. This week had Jiglio MTG working on a deck with this same package and asking the question how much room to explore was there for Renin 6 and Urza's Saga. Jiglio MTG's list contains a Traverse the Ulvenwald Creature Tutor package, thus leading to the name Red Green Delirium. Bullwinkle's list has been cleaned up with more lands, no Traverse package, and six main deck discard spells, as well as a one of Ghost Quarter to potentially disrupt opposing Tron decks. The Ghost Quarter is findable by the Tron deck's own Sylvan Scrying or Expedition maps if stolen by the Nimble Pilferer. Further down in the challenge, Shorak123 placed 26th, running back a Teamer Darcy Saga list that we saw in the Super Qualifier, and a copycat list was piloted by Laverage in 25th place just above that. As well, Canada Man 101 was running a Jun Delirium list with a full four copies of Grim Flare. This list exists in the space between the challenge winning configuration and Jiglio's aforementioned Delirium Brew. Keep your eyes out for this new tag team in the queues and in future competitive events as it's a blast to watch and has some great aggressive plays and incredible mid-game power. Wafotapa has continued his domination of the meta taking home another finals appearance with blue-white control. Two different burn decks also made it into the top eight, a Mardu Luris configuration in third place with four main deck bump in the night, and in seventh place, a stock red-white version without Luris. In fourth, we finally see a top eight appearance from Blue Black Mill, which has been strangely absent from the upper echelons of competitive play. Fifth and sixth place were Three color decks focused around the red-black Luris core, with Dragon's Rage Channeler, Mishra's Bobble, and Ragavan. With one opting for the well-known Grixis shells that allows for Snapcasters and Expressive Iteration, the other for white giving access to Prismatic Ending and sideboard Kaya's Guile. But the 8th place finisher was not the least of them, Dredgemaster Sodek on red-green Belcher. Part of the lack of appearance of this deck was due to the card Recross the Paths being bugged. Luris, Ragavan, Dragon's Rage Chandler decks were not limited to the top four with Black Red Luris and Grixis showing up in 9th and 10th respectively. And further down the list, as we mentioned, more Jund and Teamer Sagavan decks. The rest of the challenge continues to show off the wide field of what could be considered Tier 2 in Modern with Bogles, Etron, Black Green Infect, Dredge, Hardened Scales, Green White Heliod, Five Color Creativity with Archon of Cruelty, and Ad Nauseam all making appearances. In the Sunday Challenge, 112 players got up at 4am Watsi time to compete in the Sunday Challenge, an event that appeals to the EU and APAC time zones a little bit better than the Americas. 
This slightly smaller challenge was less diverse than Saturday's, with five blue-red Murktide decks finding their way into the top 32, as well as three Living End, and Jun Sagavan and Green-Red Delirium showing up with three and two copies, respectively. This left 19 spots to be filled by 17 individual archetypes and two copies of Hammer Time. The whole event was taken down by one of the blue-red Murktide decks taking down Gabe Nassif on Wafo Top of Pile in the finals. Nassif has an enormous audience of die-hard fans, and when he's found a successful way to play blue-white control, you can be sure the modern queues will be full of it. Teamer Footfalls made third, edging out the new burn build in fourth place that was inspired by Aspiring Spike asking, then answering the question on his stream, what if we rebuilt burn for 2021 after the resurgence of classic burn lists? This deck features the power trio of Ragavan, Dragon's Rage Chandler, and Lurus. Most of the rest of the cards you would expect to see in a normal burn list, such as Boros Charm, Lightning Bolt, Lava Spike, and so on. Abzan Yogmoth also made an appearance here, which added some junk to its trunk in the form of the Scurry Oak Ivy Lane Denizen Infinite Squirrels combo, as well as a few white cards, Knight of Autumn, Haven Mind Sensor, and Eidolon of Rhetoric. The spice doesn't stop there with 7th place being taken by a blue-white Hammer Time build, playing the full four copies of Lavinia Azorius Renegade in the main deck. And the top eight was rounded out by two copies of Living End, the one in fifth being a stock Griefer End configuration, and the one in eighth place by Belfi, experimenting with a number of interesting choices, including a total lack of grief, instead opting for Bonecrusher Giants, Fury, Titanoth Rex, and one copy of Valakut Awakening. Flash in the pan medical or a permanent shift for the archetype? Only time will tell. The rest of the top 32 included more decks we haven't mentioned yet, including blue-white spirits played by the legendary Dr. Queller, and a four-color brought-back ephemerate list by Mordekaiser. So we can clearly see that while blue-red Murktide was slightly more represented here than otherwise, the modern churn is alive and well. We continue to exist in a place where we're waiting for a weakness in the metagame to be discovered again, and a deck to have a dominant weekend. Since the start of the Modern Horizons 2 season, Food, Hammer Time, Blue Red Murktide, Elementals, Tron, Team Rhinos, and Living End have found moments where their performances were overwhelmingly successful, prompting the question, is this the best deck in the meta? And the metagame quickly responding and answering a week later with adjustments and solutions for those decks but there's been a constant bubble of developments, each one in contention for Tier 2 or greater status. The Modern League 5-0 deck dumps are a wonderful way to see some innovation coming early, or just some crazy decks that got a little bit lucky, and we're going to be highlighting some of our favorites from time to time here on This Week in Modern. The August 17th 5-0 deck dump included Urian Toolbox Master, whose name strikes recognition into streamers and players, God with a Shotgun, piloting his recently successful list, Bant Urian Soul Herder. This deck is straight up grinding value with no infinite combo interactions of any kind, but a very clear base of Birds of Paradise, Noble Hierarch, Ice Fang Kotal, and Wall of Blossoms showing up as four ofs to support the Court of Calling 
Elodomri's Call Ephemerate mid-game. The creature tutors can find any of eight one-of creatures with powerful effects for given matchups. For anyone interested in the classic four-color Kiki Chord lists, Kurusu has continued his regular 5-0 pattern with that. In the August 20th dump, we see Cedric Phillips, Cell Dweller on MTGO, making an appearance with Red-Green Titan Shift. Wishful thinking? Cedric seems to think so, including not only four copies of Wish, but zero copies of Main Deck Scape Shift. With an eight-card wishboard and four copies of Through the Breach in the Main Deck, there are hasty titans and exciting wish targets abounding in this innovative list. Two different non-Luris or Boomer Jun lists were spotted, played by Matt X1995 and Grinder Bruno Miniero. Fisherman's Mono Red Saga Midrange is an amazingly strange list, showing that Mono Red Midrange doesn't necessarily need to lean on Blood Moon to get the job done, with Koth of the Hammer making a starring appearance here with three copies. Finally, Baseball Knight's White Weenies with a shocking appearance using very light disruption and zero copies of Aether Vial. Well, the date is August 24th, and we have 21 days and 12 hours remaining in the trophy race. And the most exciting breaking news is, as of Friday, Aspiring Spike tweeted an update to his wager. He's doubled down, increasing the pledge to 400 guest subscriptions to his Twitch chat if he is not the modern trophy leader at the end of this season. With that out of the way, let's look at the big board. Y Principe is still in the lead with 32 trophies. Aspiring Spike following hot on his heels with 30. Canister MTG has allowed a wide gap to form. He's at 22 trophies in third place. The Tunneling Cat is in fourth place with 20 trophies. And MTGO Bazaar in fifth place with 19. But we should mention Andy Awkward is just off the board with 18 trophies followed closely by Restore Balance Aficionado Silent Sea Song at 17th place, and a pack of four people at 16 trophies, including Doomwake. As I mentioned last week, it's seeming possible that Spike can take the top spot, but the real question will be, will he? The streamer used a chunk of his time on Saturday playing in the Modern Challenge, finishing at 4-3 after a strong start. He's got the talent, but the streamer content creation pinch is definitely making this an exciting competition. Meanwhile, Y Principe has shown off one of his green Tron lists that he's been using with main deck copies of Warping Whale and Gutshot. The gap between Spike and Principe and the rest of the pack has widened to the point where it doesn't appear that Canister Cat or MTGO Bazaar will be able to close that but the competition for third place is still very up in the air. And as mentioned, these three are not terribly far away from those underneath them. So the Mana Symbol channel has decided to make this a little more exciting for them. Whoever ends up in third place at the end of the trophy race will be gifted a modest 10 treasure chests from the Mana Symbol channel. That's right, we're getting some skin in the game for this secondary competition. So if you're close to this spot, we wanna hear from you. See your games and know who you are. You'll face stiff competition from Canister and the Cat. So enjoy those games and chase those trophies. 
Well, that's about as many of the modern developments from this week as we've seen fit to cover. But that doesn't mean we got to everything. So if you have a deck or story you think is newsworthy, you can contact me at twimmtg on twitter.com or email us at thisweekinmodern at gmail.com. This is Mean Mono Green of Lanoir wishing you good luck and play safe.